Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. What you're about ready to hear is the culmination of a three-part series on Psalm 23 called My Shepherd. During this service, we spent time hearing from God, reading through Psalm 23, and then sharing what God spoke to us. Enjoy as you hear some of our congregation share what God spoke to them. Today, we're just going to take a few minutes and we're just going to share some of the things that God's been speaking to us this morning. And it can be as simple as one word. It can be a little phrase. It can be something that he just gave you revelation on who he is as you just sat there for a few minutes and just meditated on Psalms 23. And this is really how the early church gathered. They would worship together. They would read scripture. They would take moments to just talk about what God was speaking to them through it. So we're going to do that together as a church family this morning. And Pastor Jason's been talking with some of our online people from around the world and all over the United States, and he's going to bring us some of their thoughts here in just a few minutes. So I'm preparing you right now. This is your whole 30 seconds of preparation. Uh, I want to invite some of you to be courageous enough to just share with us your thoughts, something that God was speaking to you this morning as you were just sitting there waiting on him and, and journaling out some things in scripture and teenagers, I just want you to know I'm going to come visit you here in just a second. So make sure one of you guys is ready. Um, but I just, who, who would be courageous enough to just kind of kick things off for us this morning? Kelly's going to start with us. All right. I'm going to jump over here to Kelly and we're just going to, we're just collectively together going to experience what God is speaking to us and maybe through us to each other. Kelly, what do you got? What a question. Why would I fear the future? He is tender and loving and has only good things for me. He uses this life and all that is in it to love me. There is nothing, nothing to be afraid of. Forever he wants me to be with him. I'm not just his for this life or in the sweet moments of worship and closeness, but forever. He desires me with all of my yuck and all of the shadows that feel so big. He lifts my chin to him and he says, Look at me, daughter. Look at me. It's you and me, honey. Nothing else matters. And I look at him and all the world falls away. And I am loved. Thank you. Come on, it's beautiful. Who else? Doug? About, uh, well, over two months ago, I was going to the Lord. And, uh, Lord, I need, I need. And I think finally he decided it was time to shut me up from my need. And he just flat told me in no uncertain terms, I have given you everything you need. Walk it out. It's beautiful. Come on, how many of you can receive that word? Come on. Who else? Somebody over here. There you go. Come on now. So, through my life, like, so... Through the last year, I've been experiencing a lot of fear in my life. And when I saw uh, Psalms 23, verse 4, um, that was like a really good verse. It's, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. Come on. Has anybody in here ever wrestled with fear? Come on, isn't it beautiful that God speaks right to that space in our lives? 
He just brings his word right to us in the moment. Out of the mouths of babes, right? Come on, there's just this reality that he's there with us. Even in those darkest moments. Who else wants to share something? Just the Lord speaking to you. It doesn't have to be crazy. Let me get back here to Linda. A little over, just almost two months ago, my husband Gary went to be with the Lord. And that part, and even when I walk through the darkest valley of death, I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. The minute he passed over, it was in our living room, um, the presence of God was just so heavy in the house. And since then, it's been like he's held me through this whole time. And I really appreciate all your prayers in this situation too. God bless you. Come on. Many of you know that God's word is for right now, right? We get to draw strength from it. We get to lean into it. It's where he meets us. Who else? Haley? Do you want me to hold it? That's fine. Um, so there's, this passage is loaded for me, but the thing that he highlighted a couple days ago, I've been reading it all week, and then again this morning in worship, it's fine, we're fine, um, was this phrase, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. And I looked it up, um, not very theologically, I Googled it, because uh, I wanted to know the significance of uh, anointing. Um, and the first thing I found was very simple. It just said um, that it was the practice in the Old Testament um, for priests. It was reserved for priests and for objects in the tabernacle, in the temple. Um, it wasn't for everyone. It was special and it means sanctified and set apart and the next phrase for me that just came up as a question for myself was who am I that you would honor me um, especially because this is Old Testament David is not um, post cross he's before and for him to say that you and you honor me by anointing me w with oil like he was picking up on that before the promise of Jesus and the cross that we were set apart, we were sanctified in him, so. Come on. Man, you guys preach way better than Jason and I preach. I'm just telling you right now. Can we just pause for a moment? I just feel like we need to wait on that word here just for a second for us. I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes. Father, we just, um, Lord, we thank you. Lord, that you anoint us. Lord, it's not our good works. It's not our striving. But Lord, you adopted us into your family. And you anointed our head with oil. Lord, you honored us, God, in that place. And Lord, this morning, just collectively, as a group, Lord, just gathered here together and those that are with us online, Lord, we just... Lord, we receive your anointing upon us. Lord, it's not our past that defines us, Lord, but it's your hand upon us in this present moment that defines us. Lord, I thank you that you call us royal. Lord, that you call us priestly. God, that you call us precious. And Lord, you affirmed that, God, through the anointing oil, Lord, that you've placed upon us. And so, Lord, today, Lord, we just receive that. 
Lord, there's nothing we do to receive the anointing, God. Lord, it's simply something that you give to us. Lord, we just say thank you for it. Thank you. Thank you for anointing our head with oil. Lord, thank you for honoring us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Who else? So, uh, oh, a little loud. I'll calm it down here a little bit. So I was actually talking with Trey Marcy over Cheese Fondue last night about this. And uh, at the melting pot. It was actually pretty good, wasn't it, Trey? So, I, if I remember right, around this time of David's life, he's a, he's a young man. And, you know, he's, I think he's coming to a point where he's like, I can't look to my dad for my biological father for my needs that he didn't meet. The acceptance part, the loving part, the only real person that I can get all my needs from is from the Lord. And so I think he's finally coming to a point to where he's like, I can't keep going back to my dad, who's very flawed, for certain needs that I didn't get as a child. I mean, because we know the story. He basically denied him, you know. So he's coming to a point to where he's saying, all that I need is from the Lord. And yeah, it would be nice if my dad had given that to me, but it's just not in the cards, but I can always go to the Lord for that. And, uh, you know, he lets me rest in green meadows and he he leads me beside peaceful streams. Many of us in the church are drinking from streams that are moving way too fast. And that's, you know, the world right now. And so the great thing about the Lord being our shepherd is that he can lead us to those peaceful streams whenever we accept or we want it. So that's just something that came across my mind. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. How many of you are glad that all the sources that we've looked for in our life to try and meet the needs of our life have actually only led us to the one source that can actually supply that? Again, it's not on our parents and it's not on the failed relationships that we've had or even our own mistakes in life. None of those things are where our attention was supposed to be in the first place. It's always supposed to have been on the shepherd. But it's so easy for us to look to other sources for those things. I just love what Drew was sharing, like that no matter the void that has been in your life, whether it's a parental one or just an experiential one in life, that he supplies. He supplies all that we need. Isn't that beautiful? Who else? Jace? Uh, she's online. She's watching right now. Everyone say hi, Joan. So she's on. She shared this. Um, and this is, she, she says she's been going through a pretty hard time. Her husband and her, who have been together for 36 years, recently separated uh, because of a lot going on and uh, unfaithfulness and different things like that. And she said that it's really caused her to read it from a totally different light. And she said that she also normally reads it out of the King James Version, but now read a real version. (laughs) Just kidding. But she did read it out of a different version uh, because she'd always read it out of the King James. And she said 
that the verses spoke. So verse one, God says that he is the shepherd and her shield. Verse two, that she will be refreshed with a new life, a new life. Verse four, he protects her and guides her. Verse uh, five, he takes care of her enemies and she doesn't have to worry about a thing. And verse six, that only goodness, mercy, and love follow her. She says, God has always been so wonderful to her and she's experiencing that in a whole new way. How many of you know that sometimes when you go through different situations in life and there's certain things that happen that are outside of your control, the word of God is living and active and it illuminates in different ways in our life. And it's amazing to see that even somebody, Joan, even though you walking through a really hard time in your life, that the word of God comes right when it's needed to bring comfort and to bring strength to your spirit and your soul. Isn't this beautiful? Just how much we get to learn about God from each other and hearing how God tenderly speaks to us and just leads us. This is exactly what Psalms 23 is telling us. He leads us in right paths. He's leading us right now. He's leading us to understand him more. He's leading us to see him differently. And how does he do that? Through talking with us, through fellowship with us, through connect. And we're gaining that as we walk together in community and relationship together. Anybody else that just wants to Man, we got hands flying up all over the place. Let me get to Marcy. <laughs> I just rewrote it. I am your shepherd. You are never in want. There is always a place of rest in lush, lush pastures for you. I woo you beside still waters for your welfare. I restore your mind, will, and emotions. I usher you into the right paths. When you travel through the deepest dark, there's no fear because I am right beside you. My authority brings guidance and comfort to you. I show, you my I show my hospitality to you in a feast before all of your adversaries. I anoint your head with oil again for your welfare. Your cup, is forever, your cup forever spills over. Goodness and mercy are closely following you every day of your life, and you shall spend eternity in my house. Come on. I just love the personal nature of our God. Yeah? Let me sneak over here. Yes, Rob, I'm walking by you to go talk to your wife. <laughs> so I rewrote it also. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, my guide, my protector. I lack for nothing. You give me what I need. You give me a place of comfort to rest. You provide calm and peace and peacefulness. You give me refreshness, new breath, making me new each day in you. You direct me with your security all around me. Even in trying and difficult times, I know I can depend on you, and you will protect me keeping me safe in your arms, close to your heart. You are always present, making sure I am sustained, providing the holy nourishment needed. You flood me with blessings 
of your anointing oil. Through all of my life, you have loved me and upheld me. You prepare a glorious home and dwelling place for, for me to be with you forever. Come on, so good. Uh, this is from online again. This is from my mom. <laughs> she wrote here, she said, I've actually thought a lot lately about death and loss and how God has always been with me during those times. I think because of the loss recently of my brother and the change with an oldest friend, Psalm 23.4 has been a comfort. God is with me as I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. But it's not just physical death. It can be the death of dreams, relationships, goals, health, strength, etc. that we all go through. There are seasons of loss when I experience God's presence in such a real way. The message of Easter is especially comforting as we remember Jesus going through the shadow of death, but coming out victorious over death and loss. I've been reading a great book on Lent that reminds me of the hope I have because Jesus conquered death. It goes back to what Trey was speaking about last week. It's the valley of the shadow of death. Death can't touch because death has already been conquered by Christ. That's right. Yeah, come on. Rob? Well, mine's kind of simple. It's, he's just saying, I've got this. I've got you in my hands and... I'm all you need. How many of you know sometimes the simplest words from God are probably the most impacting to us, right? I don't know. I, I just think there's someone here this morning that needs to hear that word right there, that God's got this. He's got you. He's got the circumstances of your life. He's got it. In fact, Rob, what's really interesting about that is what, what I wrote this morning as I was just sitting here meditating on Psalms 23, was he said, I lead you in right paths. And what that understanding is, is that if God leaves you in the, leads you in the right path, regardless of the circumstances around you, you're right where you're supposed to be. They can be hard. They can be wonderful. Either way, you're right in the middle of his right path. And actually, as Jason and I were doing some research for this, that word right path was actually the thought of a shepherd and, and all of the hills that were surrounding kind of this country land that they were in have trails all over them where, where shepherds take their flocks constantly. But there is only one right path for that shepherd and their sheep. And only the shepherd knows that path. So in the maze of all of these paths that were intertwined through these mountains, that the shepherd knows how to get those sheep back to where they need to be or how to lead them into the next green pasture. The shepherd knows that. The sheep do not. The sheep get confused by all the paths that are around them. Anybody ever felt that way before? Come on now. But the shepherd knows exactly how to lead you into right paths. Come on, church. He is a good, good shepherd. Ellie, did you have something? Um, I had looked up some of the words for the portion about you prepare up a table before me. I looked it up in the Logos app and just kind of rewrote it based on what the words meant. And it said, um, you prepare or set in order a king's table of wisdom for me, 
visibly in front of my harasser. And I looked up the word harasser, and it actually means aggressive pressure or intimidation. And I was just thinking about how the Lord gives us wisdom, right, when our when our harasser is harassing us in our mind, being aggressive with pressure and intimidation. And then I, it, the verse right after that is where it talks about he anoints us. And I looked up the word anoint in the, the Logos app just um, quickly, and it had actually, it, that particular word meant that you make us fat. <laughs> um, and it's a symbol of festivity and joy, and I was thinking about how um, when our harasser's coming up, like when he's coming at me, um, God wants to make me fat with joy. <laughs> and actually for me to have a festival, like a party basically in front of my enemy to eat at the king's table and to celebrate and say, you're right in front of me, but no. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at my king. I'm having a party with him and I don't care. Isn't the word of God rich? How many of you guys have read Psalms 23 before in your life? Okay, not a hand in the room that has not been read. And here's the deal. Over the past three weeks, we've read Psalms 23 now about eight times, just collectively as a church family together. Today, we've read it three times together and, and listened to what people have experienced just in their time with God. How many of you have a richer view of Psalms 23 today because of this time together? Yeah. And can I, can I tell you, this is what God has designed for us in the body. There's something so beautiful and rich when we gather together and we take moments to just wait in the presence of God. We take moments to just let Him speak to us and then not only just speak to us, but then have the courage to be able to share that with the people that were around. Because I'm just telling you right now, I am better today. I'm going to leave this place better today because of what I've heard God speak to you through Scripture than how I came into this place today. And that is the beauty of the body of Christ together. You individually could have had a wonderful time this morning engaging with the Word of God. But can I tell you, your time with the Word of God this morning is richer because you sat and listened to some things that God was speaking to other people as well. We did it together as a church family. We could probably do this all day long. But here's what I want to just encourage you in. And the reason we're actually taking the last three weeks and have processed through this is because we are better together when we explore the Word of God. We are better together when we share what God's speaking to us and it brings encouragement. How many of you were encouraged by somebody else this morning? Raise your hand. Come on, there's just this beauty in gathering together and digging into the Word of God together. And this was actually God's design for us. Now, this is a very different church service. This is not always how we do church together, but can I tell you, today was awesome. And we're not even done yet. There's some other things that I think God wants to speak to us today. And so here's, here's how we're going to kind of navigate through that time. Here in just a few minutes, we're going to break into our groups just like we do every week. And we're going to take just a few minutes. And I, I just want to encourage the rest of you to share with each other some of the things that God was just, and maybe it was something that he was highlighting through something that somebody else shared this morning. But to just take a few minutes, and we're going to encourage one another through the word. Kids, you guys are going to get ready to go right now with Dallas and Becky. And you guys are going to head back and you're going to do the same thing. 
You're going to share with them some of the things that God was speaking to you. So adults, can we give our kids a hand as they go back and just enjoy some time together? Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.